Back again, video two today. Uh, still driving back from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to New Jersey. Almost there, almost to the border. Got pissed like a racehorse. Try to hold on to it. Brought a rubber band for myself, so I don't have to stop. I can just you get the idea. Anyway, uh, another interesting conversation in class today that occurred, and I had brought it up and posed it as food for thought to everybody who attended the training. Uh, and I, you know, I said, look, I have an idea. How do you think the courts would feel about this? Uh, and without having any research done uh, or know if anything exists regarding this, the conversation started coming up uh, in Pennsylvania regarding somebody compelled to give their identification. Motor vehicle stop. The driver is compelled to give his ID. Failure to do so will result in the driver's arrest for a motor vehicle violation, whatever it may be, right? So we go to obstruction. Every state's got something different. <clears throat> what I introduced was this thought of, well, what if you pull the car over, you run the plate, and I said, do you guys get pictures back on your MDT here? And I said, yes. I go, what if the person you're talking to is clearly the person who's in the picture on your, on your, on your MVR screen, right? The computer screen in your car. How much further can you push past that to compel the identification? The answer is you can't. You've ID'd them, right? So when we talk about compelling ID, let's not think about the literal sense of the word, right? They may not want to give it to you, um, and... and there may be something there where you're saying, well, no, 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 I do have the right. They have to give me their ID. I have the right to compel it. Not arguing that. I'm saying when you're at this junction and it's not an interdiction style stop, you didn't have ulterior motives, pretextual stop, uh, that there may be criminality involved because we get to a whole different realm of why they're arguing or fighting with you. You know, you're just doing BS uh, law enforcement, motor vehicle law enforcement, and you run into this and the person says, well, you have a computer back there. Did it show you my picture on there? And you go, well, yeah, it did. You still got to give me your ID. How far are we going down that road? How far are we going down that road of now we're going to start uh, getting into an arrest scenario when your intention was and is still to only write a summons? Did you get enough to write that summons and check that person who's driving in the car? And I said, what's even further, a little bit further? Now you got a guy that you've been arrested, you've arrested before. Stop. You know who he is and he's not giving you ID. How far can you go with that? How are you going to advocate in court while you drag somebody out of a car and tase them, but you knew who they were to begin with? And again, for the lack of a, uh, of, a of, of case law to cite, and there may be existing stuff on it, and I'm going to say with all humility, I don't know if that has existed in your state's case law. If it has in New Jersey, I don't believe I've read it, but I'm trying to predict the future before it happens. So use your brains, pick and choose your battles, and I always advocate for a more amicable, if possible, uh, resolution on the side of the road. Um, certainly, I'm not somebody who would tell you to be one of those guys who says, "Don't want again, I'll lock you up 46 fucking times before you actually take handcuffs out of your pouch and put them on somebody's wrists, right? <clears throat> I work with those guys. Don't want again, we'll lock you up. Yeah, we we'll keep running your mouth. We'll lock you up. We'll lock you up. We'll lock you up. We'll lock you up. Then lock them up. Stop fucking telling them 32 times that you're going to lock them. Just lock them up, right? Enough. The guy, he clearly knows you're not going to lock him up because you said it 41 times to him in the last five minutes, and he keeps doing it. So I'm not one of those people I'm not advocating that. I'm saying when you have prepared your mind for these situations, and few and far between 
this kind of circumstances are going to arise, but what if it does? You don't want to find yourself on the other side of bad case law or making bad case law because you kind of didn't think past what you were told. The courts might say you were justified. The courts might say you weren't. Well, clearly you knew who the guy was. Why did you have to take him out of the car and arrest him? Had his picture on the thing. You'd have to figure out how you're going to advocate differently. Keep left on so, um, you know what I thought about while I was driving too? I get a lot of time to think while I'm driving. Um, is that it's, it's rewarding for me to be able to give a lot of our very talented police officers in here the ability to inject a lot of this case law thought into their everyday activities as some of those talented guys and girls uh, in law enforcement. And my hat's off to a lot of you. Many of you are much better than I ever was on a street level. Um, I don't want to say many. There's a handful of you that were better than me on a street level. Um, I'm, it's rewarding to be able to help you out on a legal level and say, hey, do this, do that, lock it up good, take this step, read Miranda, this is when you should read Miranda, this is when you do this, consents are based on this, don't do it this way, do it this way, add this language in, that's a smarter way to do it, and they're taking it and using it. I know I have a, a comment here from James Paul. Um, I'm going to try to read this at the same time, brother. I think it comes down to contempt. Uh, you know what, I, what I'm going to do is, in, in the uh, interest of my kids continuing to have a father, I'm going to read that later on, not while I'm driving. I'm uh, pretty good at this, but I'm not going to start reading and driving at the same time. So I will respond back to you uh, once I get home, urinate, and then I'll respond back to you. So some food for thought. Again, this always comes from a place of uh, my intention is to make sure that you're being trained and thinking about things more properly. It has also dawned on me that some of you are uh, not mentally with it at times. If you are somebody who can't comprehend what I'm saying or has never had thoughts like this, <clears throat> why don't you just deploy some humility and ask one of the guys or girls that you work with who's not a dick, hey, what does he mean by that? And see if you can't get clear on it. We want to try to get everybody to the potential that they can be, right? So if you don't know something, don't be bashful asking somebody that's going to help you, not somebody who likes to have their ego stroked and has fucking mental issues and insecurity issues. I'm talking about ask somebody that you, that you think knows the answer or, hey, watch this video. What does he mean by this? I didn't go, he wasn't transparent enough for me because um, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible and I try to advocate to all of our instructors. What makes a great instructor is your ability to communicate back to the audience. Uh, I had this conversation today with Danny. I go, just remember when you start, Danny's not talking to Denny. Danny's talking to people who, some people have some um, understanding of case law. Some people never heard it before. And you have a, you have people from 22 years on the job down to one year on the job in the classroom. You've got to bear that in mind. Just because somebody has 22 doesn't mean they know anything more than the guy at one. Just so we're all clear. Uh, but we're here to help you. That's the idea of the training course. People say, well, I didn't know that. No shit. That's why we created the program. We recognize that people don't know this stuff. So that's why we know it and we give it to you. So don't feel embarrassed that you don't know things. You know, I, I in the leadership course yesterday with Tommy Rizzo, um, I, I was advocating. And it was a nice thing and it was brought up in the you know, imagine, imagine a supervisor who says, I don't know, and looks for the answer, not I don't know, so you can't do. It's, you can do that? Where does, like, cool, where does, like, just like I advocate to everybody, ask for it in writing. On the other hand, if, uh, on the side of things, everybody should be asking for it in writing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be so quick to dispel it. When somebody's, if somebody says something to me like, hey, by the way, that thing you said, that's not actually accurate. Here's what says the, the latter. Awesome, man. I, I didn't know this existed. Uh, my bad for even saying that. It doesn't happen very often, no, because 
I'm not, because I'm great, I try to do as much fact-checking as possible before I open my fucking mouth. Right? I try to have the answer so it's, it's a rock-solid concrete. You will never debate me on sports. You're never going to debate me on sports because I will never engage in a debate on sports. Want to know why? I don't know a fucking thing about sports. I know how to play them. I know the rules. <laughs> I couldn't name three major league players right now in the major league baseball. Right? Aaron Judge is the only one who used to make a joke of it. And I like the dude. I see him on fucking social media. So I like, I know uh, Stefan Curry because I get algorithm retargeted by the NBA because I, I like uh, NBA videos. And I know uh, the LeBron James, right? I know who those guys are. I don't like basketball the most, but I don't even watch it. So if you said, hey, did you see the base? Like, I don't fucking know. That's your thing, but this is my thing. And I want to be right when I open my mouth. And, and it's a responsibility of mine to make sure what I'm saying is correct. So you can go out and behave properly. You want to pretend like you want to ignore this advice. The reality is, is you are doing things uh, in a malfeasance manner when you're ignoring what the law has said for you to do. When you go out and do things that are contradictory to what the harsh courts have said you're allowed to do, you're not spiting me. You're just doing things wrong. I'm only telling you what you're supposed to be doing legally to ensure that we're pulling defense away. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not getting into this debate. Uh, I'm pulling defense strategies away from defense attorneys. I'm trying to do my very best to put a lot of thought into how do we make sure when this report goes in, it is rock solid. And a defense attorney looks at the video, looks at the report, goes, every trick I was going to try to fucking play, this cat's got covered. Right? Every fucking thing I was going to try, everything I was going to try to challenge I can send on, this fucking dude covered it. This cop is fucking good. Damn, this guy's good. That's what I want to happen. I don't want them to look at your report and go, yeah, you know what, Joey? We're taking this one to trial because we're going to win because I'm looking at this and this guy don't know a god. I don't know a goddamn thing, but this guy really don't know a goddamn thing. Don't be that person. Don't don't be that person. It makes... You're, you're setting yourself up for failure. I'm so... If you don't read case law, how do you know how to behave or, or, or write a report? Well, we've always been done with that. We don't have to write case law. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm trying to help. Progressive police work. The way it once was does not suffice anymore. From one cop to another, handing it down, it doesn't work that way. It's an ever-changing time for law enforcement. And our toolbox is up here. Danny said it today. You need more of this these days. Many, many years ago, 40, 30 years ago, you could just kind of play the police game. Today's a different, it's a different game these days. It can be done. It can be done legally, and it's impressive when you can do it and impress others on your legal know-how and your tactics and your skill and your ability in this daunting time to still go out and apprehend and stop criminals. Because you know who gives a shit about that? The fucking 13-year-old girl in the car who's kidnapped right now praying that a cop will not be looking down at his goddamn radar screen and that she's in a trunk and you catch on to something. That's who gives a shit. And you know what you might say? Well, the administration doesn't care, but they ain't going to be here forever. They're not going to be here forever. It's impossible because none of us are going to be here forever. The change can start with you. Now, you got to play play right. You got to recognize where you're at. Don't get yourself in trouble for anything. But don't forget the things that we're giving you here as you progress through your career when you have the opportunity to implement some change and change for the better. So, some food for thought. Because you know what? Everybody wants to poke fun at a statement like that. Oh, it's a third guy. A fucking jackass here talks about 13-year-old girls being kidnapped. Yeah, it's all fun and games plays your fucking niece, nephew, or nephew, or daughter, or sister that you're praying 
all of a sudden that you're praying somebody's paying attention or somebody's trained to catch and apprehend the person who did this to your family member. You're praying that there's a good cop who gets the case. So it gets solved. You all know that. You call a police department. What do you say? Hey, give me somebody. Give me your worst guy ever. No. Who's the best guy you got over there? And I talked to him. This job's got to get done the right way. You're hoping. You're hoping it's the luck of the draw. And we're trying to create more of that shit. Unfortunately, I see a lot of cops that are great street cops. But when it comes to reporting, it's failure. It's a shame. Uh, yeah, but by the way, dude, we're also now creating uh, report writing programs. And we started out with basic report writing, and it started to blossom into um, criminal motor vehicle stop report writing, DWI report writing, and to show you and give examples of what elements you're going to be looking for because we got into basic report writing, right? We get into that going over pronouns and when to use commas and common misspellings. And I'm like, damn, this is just the start. We're going to really have to get into what legally does your report have to say? What is commonly challenged and how are you going to behave and how does that reflect that? So it's on the mind, dude. I have this big elephant that I'm trying to eat and I can only take it on one bite at a time. We are hiring people nonstop. You're going to see another post come out later tonight or tomorrow for additional uh, administrators here at the Street Cop Training. We have just so much we're trying to get done. Um, we're trying to figure that out the best we can. When you're coming to the when I come out of the state, it's fucked up this morning. Uh, I actually came to Connecticut, dude. And what was interesting, Vincenzo, is that we went through a lot of your state's case law and I dispelled a lot of fucking myths in Connecticut. Uh, so it's very rewarding for me to show up um, providing relief to law enforcement, right? Providing the skills and the tools you need to be able to be functional in your state. You'd be surprised at how much Connecticut was okay. Um, you'd be surprised when people say, that, you know, there's a statement I heard recently. Somebody said, well, if it's good in Jersey, it's good anywhere. That's not true. But we're, we're, we're in this world, right? I didn't know that until I started traveling around the country and visiting the Northwest. The Northwest of this country is the most liberal section of the country when it comes to uh, case law and their courts. It is. Everybody thinks it's Jersey, it's New York. It's not. It's not. It's actually not. So don't get into that. You're, 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 you're in that one track mind. I'm telling you, there's a lot of great things in Connecticut that can be done. There are people in Connecticut doing great work. And you just need the skills to know how to go out and do those works backed by the judicial findings of your actions being legal and proper. Uh, yeah. Well, dude, so Vincenzo writes, excellent points. I missed somebody's fucking comment in front of me. Excellent points. My officers need more, more of your mindset. That's the idea of this group, right? To pass along this mindset. Uh, I'm trying. Let's face facts, guys. If you got a hundred miles on New Jersey Turnpike extension. Okay. When you have a hundred people, you're not going to get everybody to. Oh, dear Lord. My wife knows I'm going live. You're not going to have everybody signing up and saying, yes, I want to be this person. We need to identify those people who can be uh, cultivated and made and groomed into some of these more talented. There are some people that have the right mindset, but don't, but lack the skill set, right? There are people who have the skill set and lack the wrong mindset. Everybody needs to identify who those officers are. And you know what? We're not expecting everybody to do great things. If we can give you a few things here and there that will help you in your journey and prevent you from embarrassment and make you look like you're a little bit smarter. Uh, and, and really, we're here to help those who are really talented um, to get much better. Because in reality, no matter what this group does, whatever these thoughts are in this group, whatever thoughts are in me, 
It's a noble cause to make the world a better place. Because if you're going to stop motherfuckers from coming to my town, in your town, and victimizing my family, I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with that. You need to start thinking that way as well. Uh, yeah, dude, Dave uh, writes any... So, James Paul, I'm going to get to you for a second, but... Uh, Dave asks, hey, any Chicago land classes coming up again? Yeah, yeah, man. I, uh, I think... I think. Don't hold me to this. I know for a fact, March, uh, Des Moines. Des Moines, Illinois. I'm kind of fucking... Crimes, that's weird. Uh, March, uh, Illinois State Police hosting that class. Going to be a big boy, too. That's a big class. We already uh, we already have some numbers on that one, some insight on it. It's going to be big. Uh, so don't miss that one. Most of you know that I won't be traveling as much as I once was because I have to run the company. I have to get more instructors out in the field so you guys can learn more. So if I'm getting close to where you're going to be, don't say to yourself, oh, it's a two-hour drive. Say to yourself, oh, shit, he's only two hours away because I'm not going to be two hours close to you again. I can't train everybody. We have to make the right decisions on where we're going to go to make it accessible for most people. Uh, and then James Paul writes, Ninth Circuit ties our hands up a ton. It's case law minefield, uh, minefield out here. Now, dude, what I'm going to tell you is this, and he writes, I'm working on Space View and Auditorium in the center city. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not... I don't know what district Ninth Circuit falls in, but what's interesting about circuit case law, right? Circuit, U.S. District Court case law, it's not binding, it's persuasive. Unless you're talking about a state objective where it has to do with something. They won't even hear it unless it's a Fourth Amendment issue. They still have to refer back to United to your state's case law. So uh, I know that a lot of places get lazy and they say, oh, well, the U.S. District Court said this and we're going to follow that because it's persuasive. But in reality, New Jersey doesn't follow the U.S. District Court rulings unless it has to do with something from New Jersey. Because all they do is interpret New Jersey case law. It's only heard on certain circumstances. So I find it interesting when a lot of places around the country will work within their U.S. District Circuit, not the circuit court of your state. I know those exist as well. Yeah, Oregon's a fucking mess, dude. James, just move. Right? I get that. What I say about the Northwest, dude. He goes, uh, I'm in Oregon. Yeah, that, and that's why. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to get liberal mindsets and they're electing these people who are putting people in place to provide rights to more criminals. That's all it comes down to. Okay. So yeah, there's some things we can't control. There's some games you can't win. But when you actually start pulling apart and understanding the, the case law and what they want to see, you just follow what they're telling you. That's it. They want to see this. They didn't like this. So give them that next time. That's it. Put a friend of mine many years ago. I think, I think he's sick now. Um, he's not revealing that to many people. He said, New Jersey's interesting. He goes, it's not that you can't do anything. It's just we have a few more hurdles to jump over at times versus other states where they don't. And the job can get done. I was in a, uh, a class many years ago on a quick side. I was in the phone and I was on about 15 minutes from my house. Um, I was in a class and it was methods of instruction. And a guy came into that. I've told this story before. I don't tell it very frequently. And I did my 10-minute uh, presentation of methods of instruction on interdiction uh, and interdiction work, right? Um, and this guy from another police department who was a traffic Nazi, he did his presentation on like, had those rubber fucking tire counters to to like tell you how many people are traveling down a road before they do construction. I didn't say nothing about his shit. He goes, hey, that interdiction stuff you're talking about, and this is like 2005. He goes, that interdiction stuff you're talking about? It's a thing of the past, my friend. We don't do that shit anymore. I just talked to our AP. She said, she, you know, that, that's the stuff that we don't do anymore. I went, well, you can believe that and I'll keep doing it. And I'll tell you what, that was that mindset of that gentleman. I went on to make 
hundreds, hundreds, and into the thousands of arrests legally with no repercussions, no lawsuits, no nothing. Nothing. No complaints, nothing. Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of arrests. Great arrests. Ones that may not have been recognized with an award, but were recognized by the victims of those arrests. I'm not making that stuff up. I got stories for days. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to impress upon you that don't listen to these fucking people. The job still gets done. If you're jaded, you just need outside perspective. I promise you that. You have to have recognition. I get you guys work in some tough departments. They do not want to hear this shit. I'm aware. I'm not stupid. But don't think the job can't get done because we have people all over the country, i.e. Kenny Williams, just for example, Brad Gilmore, who are showing you that the job still is very effective you know, if you know what you're doing. Uh, Denny Duluth. And I, oh, yeah, see ya. Yeah, Joey Burns. I'm, I'm glad you're coming down to, uh, to Duluth, dude. Um, we'll be doing that Minnesota thing, I think, every year. We got big, we got huge fucking numbers. We had to move the venue from Duluth uh, from one place to another. Just got that secured today and got to open the class up to more people. So uh, Shakopee, if you're looking to go to Shakopee, Minnesota, guys, I'll be there in three weeks or so or two weeks, two and a half. Uh, I would suggest, I think I have four spots left in that class, and that's a 85-person uh, class. So if you think you're getting to the Shackley one and you're waiting to the last minute, don't don't fuck around because I cannot squeeze people, and they're serious. We're already past the limit, so don't fuck around. Uh, get into that class because I will not be coming back until at least the following year. All right. Uh, yeah, dude, Dave, I'll see you at the uh, Chicago Land class, brother. Uh, Des Moines, I guess you take the ride over there, whatever it may be. See you guys.